it's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insights, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. And welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. We are um, really excited today. I got a great person that's going to talk to you about routes today. Um, it's the routes that you see uh, all these trucks and vans delivering food and drinks and whatnot to your local grocery store. So we're going to talk to Ken Sussman in a minute. Um, so this is the Franchise Academy podcast, and we are here to educate and inspire you and give you some inspiration on uh, taking control of your own destiny. And um, I am a franchise consultant and I match people with opportunities based on skills and personality and goals. And I like to call it the e-harmony of business, actually. And I work with folks that are kind of frustrated with their career and they want to make a change. Uh, I also work with people that kind of cringe at the thought of going to work in the morning and they want to control their own destiny through business ownership and also work with folks that want to keep their job but build something on the side and diversify their investments. And, you know, a great way to do a lot of this stuff is through owning routes. You can own one route and you can own multiple routes. So Ken Sussman is the founder and the president of Route Brokers, and he started this business back in 1985. And uh, many people listening probably were not even born in 1985. He created a niche marketplace and he really filled a need, really indispensable need, uh, for the sale of route distribution businesses. So over the past 34 years, he's been involved in the purchase and sale of thousands of routes coast to coast. He's really well known in the industry. I knew about him before I even met him. Uh, he's often uh, sought out by companies and route owners and potential purchases or purchasers of um, for his experience and uh, for him to sell um, businesses for them. So his company has offices in New York and New Jersey, and they sell routes na nationwide and, you know, all the way from Maine to California. And, uh, of course, you know, strongest on the East Coast, where most people live, actually, if you look across the country population-wise, and even in Florida. So I want to welcome my friend and uh, associate here, Ken Sussman. Ken, how are you? I'm very good, Tom. Thank you for having me on your show. It's uh, an exciting opportunity uh, since uh, franchises uh, were, are something that in the past we actually, we've never been involved in, in all our 34 years. And I found it uh, very interesting for us to get on your show and talk about a whole nother type of business mm. that a lot of people are not aware of is even a business. That's so true. Um, I remember being a kid and hearing like my father talk about, you know, those guys that own boar's head routes, they make millions, you know, or whatever. <laughs> That's all I really ever knew. Um, but now having been in franchising for 20 years, you know, I know a little bit more about routes, but they, they are really, really different than your typical franchise. So in your opinion, Ken, what, what's really the difference between a route and a franchise? Well, I would say the most important thing is, first of all, is that 95% of the routes that we sell and which are what is available in the marketplace are already established on the day of closing. And they usually are established anywhere from five to 35 years. They're already making huh. money. 
Uh, they'll be earning money from day one if, if someone purchases a route. And a route, it usually includes a distribution agreement giving the route owner the right to sell a certain product in a designated area. There are no royalties. There's no mm -hmm. franchise fees associated with operating mm -hmm. the route. And basically, the owner works on a commission basis. The more they sell, the more they make. But it's the customers are already established. They're already there. Uh, and there's records for a buyer to check out before he makes any mm -hmm. decision and actually goes on the route and checks it out for himself and sees exactly what's going on. And once he makes the purchase, the first week he's making money. Right. You're, yeah, you're buying into cash flow in, in the case you have, um, which is awesome. But it's my understanding also that in order for you to make more money and to augment that route, you want to go and do a little bit of sales, right? Do, do you want to try to get it into places, you know, whether, what, regardless of what I'm selling, whether it's, you know, bottled coffee or potato chips or cold cuts, you know, do I want to you know, go to stores and knock on the door? Is, is that part of it? Uh, yes. And it's according to the route. Um, uh, on many routes, the products sell themselves, but in anything, sales is very, very important. And the ability to talk to the store owners, the managers to get an extra display to grow the business. But there are routes right. uh, out there that there's absolutely no sales required. Uh, I could give you a perfect example. That's FedEx. Uh, huh. A lot of people don't even realize that FedEx routes are for sale. Um, FedEx routes have been sold for probably the last right, at least 20 years. And they are wow. you know, all of every the ground, the home, the bulk routes. Uh, those are all owned by individuals. Uh, who, you know, set up their corporations to run those businesses, and they are independent operators who do that. But there's no sales involved in FedEx because basically wow. you're picking up packages, you're delivering packages. FedEx does all of the sales, um, and uh, you're, you're just basically growing your own business uh, just because FedEx keeps on growing Amazing. day in, day out. Right, right. So would you say that, you know, obviously, more and more people every day are buying online. So in that particular case, that probably helps somebody that owns a delivery type route business, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, well, if you're talking about the delivery of products, let's say, uh, you know, from all of the sales uh, from the Christmas season and throughout the year, mm -hmm. everyone is buying. And uh, by the way, uh, for just for your customers and the people listening to this podcast, uh, UPS, which people might think, well, those are also routes. They are routes, but they're not owned by individuals. All mm. the UPS routes, United Parcel Service, those are owned by the company directly. Right. Uh, it's the FedEx routes that you can actually buy into. And another little aside there is, is that Amazon, who is starting up their own delivery service, uh, basically almost all of Amazon's business that goes out is going through UPS and the United States Postal Service. Oh, there's, yeah. I think the owner of FedEx uh, just announced recently that like they only do like one or two percent of their business is through Amazon. 
So the growth Amazing. of FedEx has been tremendous because everyone who's shipping is using uh, the FedEx. Yeah, model. for sure. And and is Amazon doing something with selling routes or something like that now? I kind of heard about that. Is that right? Yes, they're they're doing something. They're trying it out. They're seeing what they can get going with that. Uh, but it's not really a, a success story yet because it's really at the infancy, and there's actually tremendous investment in uh, the vehicles uh, that Amazon is insisting that anyone purchase mm -hmm. with those. Uh, because remember, those are not established businesses at the present time, so they have to develop those businesses as they go along. Right. Uh, so it's a little different type of situation. So I heard that they were trying to maybe make it a franchise model, and and I don't think they know exactly what they want to do with that. But everybody knows, you know, if you could hitch your wagon to this thing called Amazon, you're probably going to have some kind of success. So um, it's it's interesting. So. Uh, I don't want to get too deep down that rabbit hole because it's, like you said, it's unproven at this point. I like the proven stuff, the things that we've seen out there. Uh, we know, you know, obviously the soft drinks and, and those kind of things that are happening in routes. But what other types of products would be delivered by routes that we may not think about? Okay. Uh, wise potato chips. <laughs> yeah. Uts. Uh, the uh, the uh, potato chips of Yankee of the Yankees, uh, Pepperidge Farm uh, bread, Pepperidge Farm cookies, Simply mm -hmm. Orange, which is a Coca Cola product, uh, Dietzen Watson provisions, uh, oh. Tropicana, Arnold bread, Mission Tortilla, uh, Pector's uh, bread, Fairlife milk, another that's another Coca Cola oh, wow. product, uh, Bachman. There are coffee catering trucks. Those are routes, too. And there are vending routes where you have vending machines. You're basically just servicing those machines, picking up your money, uh, filling up the machines, and they're very, very easy to operate. All of these wow. are routes. All That's of these amazing. are routes. Mm -hmm. So um, what what's like an investment on these things? I mean, what could somebody expect to have to lay out? Well, we have routes that someone could invest as little as probably $50,000. And mm -hmm. we have some routes where the investment is a million and a half dollars and anywhere in between. These are still considered small businesses, but sure. they're, of the small businesses out there, they're probably one of the most successful type businesses. There's rarely a failure. The only times that we've ever seen failures is when the owner is not willing to work. So if someone's mm. not willing to work and work hard, I wouldn't recommend they buy any business, whether it's a franchise, <laughs> a route, or any type of business, whether it's a mom and pop deli. Don't mm. buy a business. You have to Amen be Amen to that. Yeah, you know it. I know it. We own our own businesses, and if you're not willing to work, you're not going to be successful. If you are, and if you have a sound base concept, and the route industry does have a sound base concept that's mm -hmm. been working for years and years. I mean, we're, we're decades yeah. in with routes. Yeah. I always say, you know, I said in my book, Franchise Savvy, if you're the kind of person that joins the gym and thinks that you're going to get in shape just because you joined the gym, you probably shouldn't <laughs> buy a business because you, it's just like the gym. You actually got to show up.
That is true. <laughs> and, and after you show up, you have to work yeah. out a little too. You got to work out. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So that's so funny. Ken, you know, to, to kind of go backwards a little bit here, how did you even get into this? How did this start? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, 35 years ago, I was in the retail industry. Uh, I uh-huh. actually had worked for Bloomingdale's for many years and then at Fortune Offs, when Fortune Offs was a major retailer in the New York metropolitan area. And then mm-hmm. with a company called Fred the Furrier, uh, unless you're of a certain age group, you won't even know that that was the largest furrier in the New York <laughs> metropolitan area. And I do remember. I, I decided I wanted to start my own business. And one of my friends had a, uh, a co- not cousin, excuse me, he was his brother-in-law bought a Tropicana route and he had such a terrible experience finding the route and dealing with someone who would be able to explain what's going on, what he should be looking for, what he needs to do, that we started thinking about different businesses to go into. And we, uh, I finally decided that this industry is being, is, is a niche where no one is a specialist in this. No one really understands the business, so I did a tremendous amount of research. I really, uh, for probably over a year, I was doing my research before I actually started the company. And then I just, uh, there, there was a need to create a marketing uh, niche for this business, uh, and that's what we did. We actually, we created wow. it. We created the marketing area so that people could actually uh, buy and sell routes, and now they had a, a source to come to, and that was route brokers. That's awesome. I love it. It's a great entrepreneurial story. What What is like a piece of success advice that you might be able to kind of give to the uh, listeners? Someone once told me, when I actually was looking to start route brokers, I asked someone who was very important to me, who was a good friend, but also a lawyer. I asked him if this would be a good business. I told him all about it. And he told me something that uh, I look at as the best advice I've ever received from my lawyer. And his advice was not to leave my great job and, to, and I should not start route brokers. But that pushed me to prove him wrong because I had done my research. I knew that mm-hmm. I was going down the right direction. And it is, it's what I found from that is it's always it. easiest when you ask for advice from people for them to tell you don't do it. Why? They'll never be wrong. Because if you don't do it, yep. then – Hey, it's so easy to say, look, I told you, don't go into that business. But the truth is, uh, you really, if you find a business or franchise or any type of business, and it's it's one that you've really done your homework and it's a sound concept, and you're dealing with an advisor who could give you good advice and good direction, then you have to use your own judgment. You should be asking for advice from other people, but in the end, you have to make your own decisions. Mm -hmm. So the best advice I ever got was advice telling me what not to do. Love it. And, and it's, you know, I, 
I mean, you're obviously preaching to the choir when you talk to me, but for the listeners, it's interesting because you need an attorney to, like when you're buying a franchise, and probably this goes with the routes too, you need a lawyer to look over the documents to make sure there's certain legalities that are straight. But you can't look to a lawyer or an accountant or any professional to tell you, yes, this is a good deal or no, this is a bad deal. Because at the end of the day, kind of what you're saying, um, and I share this all the time, is that you know if you get into the business and you do really, really well, the lawyer or the accountant gets nothing out of it. But mm-hmm. if you get into that business and you fail and they told you that it was a good business – you're going to sue them because they told you it was a good business professionally. So you got to really be careful about what you're asking for when you're talking to to a professional. So you do need the advice. There's no question about it. But you got to make sure um, that you're being advised on the right issues and not and don't go in. A good lawyer will never give you advice, yes or no. They would tell you, you know, just make you know. You got to know that you're signing this, and it's a non-compete. After you sell this business, you can't, you know, be in that same business for you know X years, and you know whatever. So, anyway, not to go down uh, deeper on that one, but that's such a cool. Uh, I, just as an aside on on that particular point, the the truth is, lawyers, accountants, they're you're paying them to tell you the pitfalls. Mm-hmm. You're, that's what you're paying them for. You're, in other words, they're not there to tell you, oh, this is the greatest opportunity in the world. They're there to tell you what's not to do. But in the end, you have to make your own business decision. Because if you're not prepared to make your own business decision, then you shouldn't be going into business. You shouldn't even be looking at a business in the first right. place. You need to analyze the advice and then make your own decision. Right. Based upon the facts and circumstances, yep, and not and and then not beat it to death. So, Ken, um, what is one myth about route about routes that you would like to break here now on this show? Ah, that's an interesting question. Let's see, a myth. Uh, you know what uh, people have said to me. Uh, and and I've been at route brokers for the last 34 years, but they very often come in and they say, well, someone told me that I shouldn't buy a route because the companies can and possibly will take back the routes. Mm -hmm. Well, in my 34 years, it's only happened once and everyone who owned one of those routes got the, their full investment back and then some, unless yeah. they overpaid. If someone overpaid in the first place, which I never recommend anyone overpay for something just because I want to have that type of route, they'd lost money. Mm. But guess who that company was? That was Coca-Cola. I, okay. I was just going to say, I think it was And Coke. that's where the myth has come from. And actually, it turned out that that was one of the worst decisions Coca-Cola ever made since they lo- lost huge market share when they went from company to company-owned routes from the independently-owned routes. Because a company-owned route has someone who's working the route who basically looks, hey, I'm here from nine to five. I'm not here to open up new accounts, mm-hmm. to encourage someone to have more shelf space, to have more product out there. So now you had people who were 
running the routes that basically they were just delivery boys. That's all they were doing. So Coke right. made a big mistake there, I believe. Uh, I mean, I think anyone who looks back at the situation, probably it's a uh, Harvard uh, textbook uh, business school uh, lesson of what not to do. But uh, it's basically, that's a myth that uh, it, it has rarely happened. And in the case like with Coke, they bought back the routes anyway. Why, by the way, why does it happen? There are so many reasons why companies want independent distributors. They don't have to worry about help. They don't have to worry about the truck because now the truck is the responsibility of the owner of the route. They don't have to worry about workman's compensation. Mm -hmm. They have someone who's a sales, who's sales oriented, who's going to be out there uh, trying to develop the business every day. There's every benefit to the company and they don't have the expense. So what the company does is they take a little less commission on the product. They give that commission to the uh, mm -hmm. owner of the route. And now they don't have all of these responsibilities. They don't have to worry about the all of the matching of the taxes and this and that. In other words, it's basically they are now, they just could run their distribution business and let the route independent route owner run the business. That's the direction that most companies are going nowadays, not to, to company-owned routes. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, I think about, you know, even like in the franchise world, there's several big name franchises that that you would recognize that were almost a, if not 100% company owned that are now franchising out their stores. They're, so these are up and running stores and they want to sell them and they realized that their company stores make something like 27% less than a franchised store because the man or woman that owns that store they're putting, you know, food on their table. You know, to use, you know, your phrase, they're not the nine to five person who just wants to clock out and go home. They don't really care. They're not developing the business. So um, if you are interested in, in franchises that are for sale with, with employees and everything in place and a big brand name, you know, uh, contact me at the, <laughs> the Franchise Academy, Tom at the FranchiseAcademy.com. And, and we're going to let you know where to contact Ken because Ken got some awesome routes that are for sale at the moment right now. And there's always new ones coming on board, too. So I guess since we're giving out web addresses, let's kind of do that right now for you, Ken. What, what's the uh, website for the Route Brokers? Routebrokers.com. And that's brokers with an S. Routebrokers.com. And that's great. And so even on that website, you probably could see things that are for sale right now and things like that, correct? Uh, yes, yes, you can. Uh, but one of the nice things with route brokers is uh, there's no charge for our consultation. Uh, also, if they want to call us, uh, we have an 800 number that spells out one 800 the number four routes, R-O-U-T-E-S, nice. which is also 1-800-476-8837. Uh, so the call is free. The consultation is free. And the opportunities that we will offer them are priceless. We have a, a lot of great opportunities. And I have routes, uh, you know, in general that uh, are netting anywhere from as little as $800 a week to established routes. Uh, to routes that are netting $12,000 a week and anywhere in between. Netting meaning the profit that the owner puts in their pocket. That's right. That's after all operating expenses. 
the running the route, any help, any uh, gas, any insurance, any maintenance, all of that is after all of those expenses. Is it typically owner-operator, like the guy that owns the route is the guy driving the truck and doing the deliveries, or is there cases where somebody might own like five routes and have five people driving five different trucks? Used to be almost all routes were this smaller type, uh, one route, one route owner, uh, and very often he was the driver and the operator of the business. Um, and there are still mm -hmm. many routes that are just like that even uh, today. But there are, in other words, and one of the very interesting things that's happened, I, I mentioned FedEx before. Those used to be pretty small routes. Uh, in other words, you could buy a FedEx route for $100,000, $70,000. It might have been netting you know, $1,200 a week, something like that, because it used to be that you could own one FedEx route. Now it's changed, and then you were the driver. So the guy mm -hmm. delivering the package was typically the driver. But FedEx changed their business model probably about four or five years ago that they want every route to be actually a total of five routes within that master route. There are basically the route owner is just managing. He's typically, he has a manager, yeah. he has drivers, uh, he, the trucks, you know, go out with, without him. All he has to do is make sure that everything is, you know, that everything happens and he's a true manager. And a lot, mm -hmm. we're getting a lot of white collar people who uh, are looking for that type of business because they want to get out of the corporate rat race. They want to own their own business. And this is a great opportunity for them. It really is. That's so cool. So, Ken, when somebody is starting up a new business and they decide, hey, we need distribution and we want to start up routes, I mean, how do you know how much it's worth? Like, I'm thinking about. I don't know if you know, a, there's a coffee company called um, Sail Away here on Long Island, and they're starting to gain some speed and do some distribution and stuff. Um, so if I wanted to go buy a Sail Away route, but, you know, there's no there's no track record, they're new, is, is, how do you approach that? How do you think about that? When you're dealing with a new product, uh, I'm not actually familiar with Sailaway. Uh, have they been around a long got, time? You know, maybe, maybe two or three years, maybe. Okay. The, 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 the danger of a newer product coming into the marketplace, because we're approached by new companies who want to get new distribution and they want to set up routes. And I always say to the company, I said, do you want to make money? on the sale of the route or do you want to make money on the sale of the product and if they mm -hmm. tell me that they want to make money on the sale of the route and they're a new company i usually will say i don't think i'm the right person to be dealing with because okay. we know that the failure rate for newer companies that are not franchises, these are just simply, you know, there's not a business model. Basically, it's a dream that they want to expand and they're looking at that routes mm -hmm, might mm -hmm. be a great distribution network and let the owner of the route take the risk. That's a lot different than an established route that's already making money on, on, uh, from day one. So all I would say right. is I'm not saying that Sailaway is not going to be successful. Uh, they might, 
But all I would tell you is that it's a much riskier investment when you have to open up the accounts for yourself that you're not buying into something that's already a proven model that's been established for five to 35 years. It's a totally different type of business. Absolutely. You got to be more of a pioneer and a real entrepreneur. But the you know the upside potential might be greater if you get into this thing for a few thousand and you could flip it for 50,000 or something like that. Who knows? Right. But that's the if and it's going to take a lot of blood sweat uh and tears to make that happen and in there in other words that's why we stick mainly to established businesses because it, there is so much more risk when you're talking about a startup oh i'm sorry we're going to buy something that's established how how do you price out a route pricing is determined by a number of different things our first and most important is how much net profit is generated by the route. Second, I would say is how long is it established? Just like we were just talking in your, your previous question. If it's established for uh, for five years, uh, that's a pretty solid business. And you could look at that track record and say, hey, what would make it not continue to go the way it's going right now? The condition of the truck, the brand. Right. In other words, different brands do co go for different multiples for the route, how close it is to the depot and the hours th that you're going to have to spend on the route. All of those things really come into play um, in terms of pricing a route. Well, cool. And I just want to also make clear that we're not making any earnings claims just because um, we're saying in very general terms that you could some routes produce certain amount of money, not saying that that will be the money that you could make. And that, and that's very. I agree with you 100. percent And because if you, if you, if the current owner is working, let's say eight hours a day, uh, five days mm -hmm. a week, and you take it over and you say, hey, I don't need to work eight hours. I'd like to work uh, five hours a day. Mm -hmm. You're not going to make the same amount of money. So the amount of effort you put into a business, and that's any business, whether it's a franchise or a route or any business you buy. And those efforts and the intelligent efforts uh, will make the difference of success or failure. I agree a thousand percent. So, Ken, I wanted to ask you, you know, as you're building this thing for the past 34 years, is there any kind of sour moments or any um, bad entrepreneurial moments that you've had that you could uh, share as a maybe get a lesson out of it for us? If I think back to my the, that moment where I said, oh, my God, what happened? <laughs> I first remembered that I listened. Remember my early story where I told you I listened to my attorney and I said, I'm and I didn't listen. I listened. But then I said, I'm going to do it anyway, because I felt that this was a good opportunity. Well, I was in business for just about two weeks at that time. And I decided I wanted to get some fresh leads. Mm -hmm. Two, two weeks in business. So what I did is, and this is a true story, I went down to the Tropicana Depot that was near the office. I bought some donuts and coffee. I gave them to the guard at the gate. And I asked him if I could put some leaflets on the cars in the depot parking lot. Because what I basically wanted to do is try to get some leads. Right. He said, fine. I placed one on every car. Went back to my office and I said to myself, wow, what a great idea. I'm, I'm a real entrepreneur here. Mm -hmm. About two weeks later, I get a letter addressed to Route Brokers, Inc. directly from of Tropicana in Florida, the corporate headquarters, and figuring, wow, I must have really made an impression on these guys. Mm -hmm. Well, now I opened the letter. 
And I saw it was from their legal department. Oh, God. It was Tropicana's legal department telling me that I was unauthorized to be on their property and that if I came back again, they'll take legal action against me. <laughs> I, said, I said to myself, wow, oh, my God. <laughs> this is the way I'm – this is not the start for the business that I was mm -hmm. hoping for. Maybe I should have listened to my attorney. <laughs> well, I'm the type of person that I always want to make uh, lemon, uh, make lemonade. So what I did is, is this: mm. I took that nice envelope with the crisp Tropicana logo, and I left it on my desk. Remember, I'm in business two weeks now, and when new clients mm -hmm. came in to meet with me uh, as a startup business, they knew I was new in the business. Part of my presentation was to say, "We're being contacted by all major companies with routes." Uh, as you can see, Tropicana <laughs> just sent us a letter. We, <laughs> I just didn't tell them what was in the letter. But that is a true story. It was. Uh, I, I remember I said, how can this happen to me? I'm in business for two weeks. But that's what anyone has to do. If you're in your own business, you have to figure out how to make things work. If you have a sound idea, you will make things work. And if you work hard, if you give up, right. then it's over. Is when you give up, it's always over. You know, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right, said Mr. Henry Ford. So that's that's just awesome. So just to kind of tie this up, I wanted to just ask you, you know, where are routes available to purchase right now? You know, anything that you're really excited about? Anything that you're fired up about? There are routes that we have available nationwide. We've sold them, you know, across the country. Uh, as you mentioned earlier on, uh, we route brokers have sold thousands of routes over the last 34 years. It needs to be in urban areas typically, because when you go into suburban areas, there's very often... And I'm, when I talk suburban, I'm not talking about, let's say, Long Island, because Long Island uh, and some of the New York metropolitan areas that are suburban, there's still plenty of, of population there. Right. So a route can be successful. But when you start going out to the Midwest and, you know, it could be you know 50 miles between a town, that is not the area where it's really successful for a route to be. You need not rural areas, you typically, for a route, for an independent owner uh, route, uh, you really need uh, a situation where you have the concentrations of population. And that's usually in the major cities in, and in the mm -hmm. suburbs of those major cities. If you're concentrated and there's less time on the road going from stop to stop and all of that, it all calculates. So it makes perfect sense. And Ken, I want to thank you for... Uh, being on the show, tell us again, what is the uh, web address for you guys? Routebrokers.com, R-O-U-T-E-B-R-O-K-E-R-S.com, and 1-800-4-ROUTES, uh, or 1-800-476-8837. The call is free. The opportunity is priceless. Love that. And I'm going to put it on our website, so the FranchiseAcademyPodcast.com. So you could go to that. You could hear this again. You could share it with your friends. And if you get in touch with Ken, let him know you heard it on the Franchise Academy podcast. Ken, thank you so much. And I will see you at a networking meeting here on Long Island soon. Good. Tom, thank you so much for your time and uh, for putting on these podcasts. Uh, it's very exciting to be a part of it. Well, thank you so much. And uh, 
Goodbye, everybody. God bless you. And uh, listen next week. We have some exciting guests coming up. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.